Hey there, this is Hannah McGee, and welcome to the iHeart2C podcast. Join my husband, John, and me as we talk about all the happenings in our favorite place, Canyon County. We'll be highlighting businesses, organizations, and just plain old people that make this such a great place to live. If you're tired of all the negative on the news and social media and need some inspiration, you have come to the right place. Canyon County is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. It's a great place to live, and it's where we're raising our family. We're going to take a few minutes each week to talk about the place we call home, the good folks, and the great happenings going on in Caldwell, Nampa, and beyond. So join us here at the iHeart2C podcast. This episode is brought to you by Skyline Homes. Skyline Homes has a unique approach to land development. Their home construction begins with a disciplined approach to evaluating markets, acquiring land, and creating value through the planning process. Pride and personal involvement in the work that they perform result in superior quality and service. This philosophy has distinguished them from the crowd of other developers in this ever-evolving business. To find out more, visit SkylineHomesDevelopment.com. That's SkylineHomesDevelopment.com. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here at iHeart2C. Again, we have a new really fun series that we will be um, launching to you guys for you to listen. We are going to be talking about the breweries here in Canning County. And one of the newest breweries we have here um, in Caldwell is White Dog Brewery. And so we are so excited that they're there. Um, we have enjoyed their wonderful beer, their delicious food. And so we wanted to share um, with you, who who is the genius behind this brewery? So welcome, Dan. We really appreciate you being here. Absolutely, yes. I definitely can't take credit for being the genius behind it, but I am <laughs> well, a part one of, of the it. So yeah, maybe. Sure. <laughs> for now. yeah, one of them. <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit more about how White Dog came to be. Um, a little bit of history about how that got started. Yeah, so um, it all started with my my college roommate Troy. Uh, he and his brother started the original White Dog over in Bozeman, Montana okay. in 2014. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I say, I, I knew Troy from college. Him and his brother ended up over there, and uh, they it's kind of a funny story. Got a homebrew kit mm. for Christmas mm-hmm. and brewed on it once in the kitchen and promptly got kicked out of the house because <laughs> it smelled. Yeah. And so they moved out to the garage. They brewed once or twice on it in the garage and Troy, who worked in the oil fields, has a chemical engineering and a biochem background, said, this is ridiculous. I can't make good beer on this. So he bought a commercial pilot system. Wow. A couple wow. batches in. Went to <laughs> straight straight to the top. So they brewed, uh, Troy and Joe brewed on that for seven or eight years. And the just a totally random opportunity came up in Bozeman to open a brewery mm-hmm. there right on downtown Main Street. And so White Dog became the the original, the wow. first brewery in downtown Bozeman. There was quite wow. a few on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. Bozeman has phenomenal beer. It's a really mature beer scene, huh. uh, really good beer out there. And, and so they opened up there on Main Street in Bozeman in 2016. Uh, it's There's so many weird, random, fun little things. Yeah. Uh, so Troy, for a number of reasons, came over to, to Boise and happened to literally stumble across our space that we're in now, mm-hmm. which uh, for, was originally uh, Table Rock Brewery, yes. which was the original yeah. microbrewery in Idaho. Right. Yes. So for 25 years, 1991 to 2014, Table Rock was mm-hmm. the yeah. 
the brewery. Absolutely. Uh, so right in downtown Boise. And um, for a number of reasons, it had become available. And so in 2016, Troy called me and I was ready for a for a change. And so I moved down from Alaska, actually. Okay. Um, so I came down and did did the construction and the remodel on the space. Mm-hmm. And then Troy came over here. Joe stayed over and ran ran Bozeman. Troy and I ran Boise. Mm-hmm. And then uh, shortly after COVID, uh, after the shutdowns, uh, we just before COVID, we decided to sell off the space in Bozeman. Okay. So it is it is no more. Boise is three times the size of what Bozeman was. Mm. Uh, and so we decided to kind of focus our efforts here. And at that about that time, we brought in uh, one of Troy's buddies out of the oil fields, Matt. He came in to join us. And then one of one of my friends, uh, Mike, mm-hmm. decided to come in and join us. So we kind of restructured things a little bit. And so Mike and I kind of run the operations of everything on the front end. Troy and Matt run the brewing mm-hmm. and all the that, that side of things. And we were always looking for a second location. By law in Idaho, we can have two. Oh, okay. So we can have a brewery and an offsite tasting room. Mm. And um, and so it it's quite a choice to make that decision yeah. where you're going. Right. Got to pick the right one. Yeah. So you've, you you're seeing a lot of uh, places now that are outside. Mother Earth now has a location in downtown Boise. Right. Mm. They're based out in Napa. Yep. You've got uh, Edge Brewing that is over by Cabela's and that stuff on Franklin. They've got a spot downtown now. Uh, Mad Swede that's down on the south side. They now have a spot downtown. Okay. Well, for us, we were already downtown. Right. So it's like, well, where do we go? And so we looked at spots everywhere from Mountain Home to Eagle to Star, uh, you know, Meridian. We looked all over the place. Mm -hmm. And just nothing was quite clicking. Didn't quite know what to do. And we asked one of our regulars. Uh, who happened to be in real estate and stuff, he said, and said, do you guys have any good ideas for us? And he said, you know, basically, what are you doing next week? I got a spot to show oh, you. Oh, nice. And so we went and looked at a couple spots, uh, both out in Nampa and Caldwell, and we just fell in love with Caldwell. And um, great space, great location. Uh, we love what Indian Creek Plaza yeah. is doing and the fact that they drive events year-round. Right. Uh, so that it was just... It's been a great, that's how we got, Yeah, in a, that's, in a quick summary, how we got out yeah, to Caldwell. That's super. Awesome. I can tell you when we were planning um, Indian Creek Plaza, right, there's a couple of us um, who are uh, beer drinkers who, are on, who were on Destination Caldwell at the time, and we kept talking about a brewery. Yeah. How are we going to have a brewery? Who's going to be the first brewery? And there were lots of discussions that took place. I know Caldwell Economic Development had lots of conversations with people, and then you guys, you guys came in and just have done a tremendous job already. How's oh, how's it how's it going in Caldwell? How's business? Uh, it's been crazy. Uh, we we were fortunate we got open with delay construction delays, COVID delays, stuff like that. It was a little later than what we were initially wanting, but we got open on somewhere around December twelfth, fourteenth, something yeah. like that uh, this year. So it's only been a couple months. But it was kind of perfect timing because all the Christmas lights were right. up, the skating, the skating. rink. Mm-hmm. And so just the net, we didn't have to market at all. Yeah. All we did is put up a few social media posts and opened the doors. Mm-hmm. And just with the foot traffic from all the, the Christmas lights and people being out there, it was the best marketing we could have gotten. So cool. 
And so we thought it would slow down mm-hmm. once they dropped the lights, and it just hasn't. Uh, the response from the community has been amazing. Uh, like you say, being the first ones out there, I think will build a little bit of loyalty. Yes. Uh, and so people having that that hangout spot, mm-hmm. uh, and there's just like I say, there's not a lot of options out there, and yeah. so to be to be just one of the first of a variety of options has been awesome. Yeah, it's That's tremendous. Right. One of the unique aspects of your tasting room in Caldwell and your facility in Caldwell, and I've never seen anything like this before. And I got to tell you, I it it is it's fantastic um, if you if you like to sip on a beer, and that is you have this cold rail that goes right in the middle of the bar. And I'm trying to to describe it for our listeners where it keeps your beer cool as you set it on the bar. Tell us where that came from and how that ended up in Cobble because it is great. Sure. So it's called a frost rail. Okay. And you'll see, um, so yeah, it's a channel that's about four inches wide goes down the center of the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see some places try to do homemade ones uh, or they'll run them with glycol and glycol won't run quite cold enough. So it'll be a, it'll be a chilled space. Uh, but ours actually runs a special refrigerant. So it runs about 40 below zero. Mm-hmm. And so it is, and it will pull the moisture out of the air. So it is truly frosty. It's a white yeah. frosted rail. Yeah. Uh, and it's really cool. It turns on in the morning, frosts up, depending on how much moisture there is in the air. If it's super humid out, it'll be like three quarters of an inch oh, wow. thick and you can make snowballs with it oh. and stuff. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, it's it's super cold. Keep your beer cold while you're sitting on there. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's it's very unique. You don't see them very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're custom made. They're one-offs. There's one company that makes them in mm. the US. Wow. Uh, and so they're not cheap. That's why you don't see them. Yeah. Uh, we started with one in Bozeman when we built the bar over there. Uh, they had the cool idea to do that, which meant we had to do it in Boise. Yes. And then when we sold Bozeman, we said, that's one of our signature things. So we yeah. ripped that out of yeah. the Bozeman bar <laughs> and, and brought, to brought it out and put yeah, it into Caldwell. Awesome. So that's how, it, that's how it ended. Yep. It's a great story. And I would just encourage our listeners, head over there and check it out. I've never seen anything like it. The last drink that you have as as cold as the first drink when mm-hmm. it's poured mm-hmm. and you're not you're not used to that and it's such a great ex- experience drinking a beer yeah, yeah for sure would you tell us a little bit more about the beer you guys make and kind of you know maybe where you source some of those we uh, interviewed a hops grower here in the Canyon County um, a little while ago and it was, you know, interesting to see how they do, they do source some here locally, but they do send most of their hops out. So we'd love to hear more about, tell the listeners more about your beer and, um, you know, kind of the specialty ones that you have and stuff like that. Yeah. Idaho's, Idaho's awesome as a beer state. Uh, second, second largest hops producer in the yes. nation behind Washington, the Yakima Valley. Uh, number one beer grain state. Yeah. And so for all the, the barley and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it so it that a lot of the the malted barley and the roasting houses are here in the state also so over on the the east side down around Pocatello mm-hmm. stuff like that. So a lot of our products do come from within the state. Mm-hmm. We work a lot with Mill 95 yeah. um, out there in Parma Wilder yeah. and the farmers. 
So we do get hops and grain both from here in the state. Uh, but it totally depends on the beer that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, we try to stay very traditional. So if we're doing a German beer, we get German hops. Mm-hmm. Um, and just depending on where those hops are growing, because they're not all able to be grown in the same place. So the hops that you get from South Africa or New Zealand or Australia are different than the hops that you get up here. Mm-hmm, they have sure. different flavor profiles, different, uh, just different growing conditions. And so there's hops that we get from Europe. There's hops that we get from here in Idaho. There's those that are coming from Oregon, Washington, mm-hmm. South America, or not some, South America, South Africa, uh, New Zealand, Australia. So just kind of all over. Yeah. Wow. Well, I didn't realize no. that you're getting from that you get them from that variety. Yep. Right. That's me. I would just think, Hey, you get some from out in the wilder area and you put them in your, you know, you brew them together and there's your beer, but you get them from all over the globe. That's yeah, remarkable. It's pretty cool. So Troy's kind of a mad scientist, like I said, and it's kind of fun when he starts looking at beers, he, he just does this deep dive and he starts going into the history of the beer where did it come from? What were the traditional ingredients that they used? And really goes into the, he'll sit down with his OCHEM book and go into the science of what's happening in Mm -hmm. that beer. Why does it taste the way it does? What are the chemicals that are being produced? Uh, Breaking down the hops into the individual chemicals and oils that are in there. How do they react with everything? Mm -hmm. And so he likes to go into that and then try to recreate those and keep it original sourced if possible yeah isn't that cool that he's got this science background this chemistry background and that's one of the ways it's so unique is that he just gets really into the science of it that's incredible Mm -hmm. you guys also have you've also brought to caldwell a great food menu Mm -hmm. right that's that's bar oriented but it's got it's got a twist on it to where it's it's interesting as well. Tell us a little bit about that and how you came up with that and why it's been so so successful. Yeah, so smoke and time is a is amazing. That's that's our food. Mm-hmm. It, we call it smoking. It, it's from smoke and time, and where smoke and time comes from is when we moved into the space in Boise. Uh, previously, Table Rock was a restaurant with yes. a brewery, right? Mm-hmm. And so they had a big kitchen had the brewing space, but the brewery was kind of packed back in there. It was, it was small, small space, not a lot of footprint, uh, extra room, mm-hmm. I would say. When we moved in, we wanted to be a brewery that had food mm-hmm. and we wanted to be able to maximize the brewing equipment. And so when we did that, we ripped out the old kitchen. We took over all their cold storage space. We bumped out walls. We did all kinds of stuff to be able to make more beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we needed a place to put a bring a canning line in. We needed a place to move pallets. Uh, we needed the cold storage that the that the kitchen had, and so we ripped all that out to make more beer. We still needed food, mm-hmm. and we did not want to do the rotating food truck option. Oh, yeah. uh, it's a very common way to do it. Sure, uh, we had experience with that in Bozeman, and. It's just the food doesn't always fit sure. the beer. Mm-hmm. It's very inconsistent. It's, it's really hard to schedule, Yeah, you know, because people come and go. They may want to work that week. They may not, you know, yeah. and so it's, it's hard to be consistent with that. And so we wanted something more permanent. Uh, and in the meantime, next door, uh, at the time, Long Drop Hard Cider was in the other part of the building. They had a tasting room. 
And so we also, we were trying to find, there was a third space in the building that we were trying to find somebody to fill. And we happened to find, uh, his name is Dave Haley. And he's has a background as a chef. His son is an amazing chef. And so they opened up Gas Lantern Drinking Company next door to us, which is a oh. wine and craft cocktail bar. Oh, wow. So now you had beer, yeah. cider, wine and craft cocktails. Mm, sure. Well, with their chef background, they put in a permanent food truck, which they actually had to buy out of Texas because they couldn't find anything in the Northwest big enough mm. uh, because we have 300 seats in the building. Yeah. And so you, the food truck can't do that consistently. Mm-hmm. And so they bought this giant 42 foot long trailer, <laughs> had it brought up. He does, he smokes all of his own meats. You know, the, the food is, like you say, it's pub yeah. food, but it's amazing. It is really, right. it's like gourmet, a gourmet in a way. Right. It's yeah. It's not like your common burger or anything. It's, it's delicious. Yeah. But yeah. not over the top. No. High right. end. Yep. Yeah. And so that's what we wanted. Really approachable pub food, but Mm-hmm. they're just, they're amazing with the recipes. Yeah. And so when we moved, so we have that food truck in Boise. So we operate as a restaurant, Yeah. but we don't run the kitchen. Yeah, that's right. great. And so it's perfect. Get to know. focus on the beer that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So when we moved out to Caldwell, we built in a kitchen for smoking time. Mm-hmm. It's all within us, uh, but... It's still smoking time food. It's their yeah. recipes. It's their, That's so great. it's awesome. It's just it's a, a good collaboration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You know, we don't know anything about food. Mm-hmm. Right. Let, Except for to pair it. Yeah. 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 So that, that's kind of a fun part of it. Yeah. And we just couldn't be happier. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing, it's a great, great partnership there. That's uh, awesome. That's super. So do you, uh, with your beers, do you brew, tell us a little bit more about what kind of beers you do um, make. Like, yeah. um, I, yeah, what do you specialize yeah, in? Yeah, I'm There's not some... the biggest brew, uh, beer, per, I like wine, but I do love, my favorite drink, well, I always drink from you guys, is your um, vanilla cream. Yep. I love that. Absolutely. Um, but tell us a little bit more about what, you, so people can know what to expect, what kind of beers um, they can drink when they go yeah. visit you guys. I think one of the really special things about us and what we specialize in is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, yeah. And it. That's actually one of the reasons why we thought we could be successful out in Caldwell. Yeah. Uh, it, it truly is. We brew from one end of the style guidelines to the other. And it's everything from, from your lagers to your ales to your IPAs mm-hmm. to your hazies to your stouts, your porters. Your, I, it's everything. Nice. One end to the other. And it's, it's just, one, it's fun for the brewers yeah. To keep interested. Yes. You know, so they're not always brewing the same sour. They're not mm-hmm. always brewing the same IPA. Sure. Yeah. And it's great for our customers because if you're coming and you're a Budweiser drinker, we have a beer for you. Mm-hmm. If you're a dark beer drinker, we got a beer for you. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you just want to sip on one beer because it's high ABV for the night, we got a beer mm-hmm. for you. If you want to come in and, you know, so we have that whole yeah. range. And it enables us, you know, to in the spring do a Mexican lager. Yeah. And we can do a sour and we can do a big, heavy barrel aged, I, you know, Irish stout, uh, Oktoberfests, you know, just Irish reds. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. on the season because we're not specialized in anything. We can do everything. Yeah. That's great. And it's, I think it's a lot of that is possible because of Troy's 
science background. Sure. I mean, he really is. He's able to kind of dig down and figure out what's going on there. That's and really cool. he's he's teaching Matt. Matt does most of the brewing now, so Troy still does a lot of the, I don't know what you want to call it, kind of a brewing coordinator, mm-hmm. if you want to say. Yeah. And Matt does most of the on-ground brewing. And so Matt is slowly learning that recipe development mm-hmm. and how to do that stuff. Um, he's amazing. He's a, he's a clean freak and totally OCD, mm-hmm. which is what you want in a brewery. <laughs> sure sure. It is. Uh, and then, and then learning the, the recipe side mm-hmm. of things and how to design those beers. I wow, love that. That is really neat. Hey, as, Hey, as we get you out of here, um, that logo and you've got it on your sweatshirt right yeah. now, that logo is becoming very recognizable yes, in sure. the treasure Valley. Mm-hmm especially over in Caldwell. I'm seeing t-shirts with it. I've, I've got my own hat with it now. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you came up with White Dog. Yeah. So when Troy and Joe originally started things, uh, yeah, there's two things. One, uh, we don't name our beers. If you, get, if you want our amber ale, you order the amber ale. Mm. You want an Irish red? We have an Irish red. Sure. We don't name them all these crazy names. And, and the reason we don't do that is because of the trademarking battles that go on. Oh, sure. And, uh, wow. and just ask Wrestler. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of this. a lot yes. of issues have come up with yes. it. And so two things is, one, it drives us crazy to go to a beer store or a brewery and have no idea what we're ordering. Mm. You go and look on the shelves. I have no idea what that weird name is. <laughs> you don't know what kind it is. I, yeah. 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 I'm looking for a type of beer. I don't care what the crazy name is. Yeah. I want to know what the beer is. Right. Yeah. And so that's the way we name our beers. Mm. And so we keep it clean for, for the marketing and for uh, ease of... For you guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for us and for litigious reasons, right? Because yeah. you don't want to lose something on right. for naming. Like yeah. Kayette Brewing got in that big battle yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. So we don't do that. The other thing is with our name, we want to... They wanted, Troy and Joe, wanted to be very generic. It could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where in the country you go, the name would fit. Sure. And it's going to be appealing to anybody. So we didn't want to be tied in to a specific location, a city, anything like that. Because it, of your style. I Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it and limits the potential of your growth yeah. oftentimes. Nice. Uh, so it, it would make it easy if we wanted to move from Bozeman to Boise. Yes. We weren't called Mid Montana Brewery, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Sure. And yeah, so it sense. it gives you that freedom mm-hmm. to go anywhere. And so they actually sit down, sat down with like a hundred names and started going through the patent and trademark office online, mm. and started typing in names. Nope, taken. Nope, taken. Nope, taken. Nope, oh. taken. And Joe had a, a yellow lab, just a bleach white yellow lab. Her name was Cami, and she mm. came over while they were doing all this and jumped up. <laughs> of course. And he's like, you're such a pretty little white dog, which is what he called her all the time. Yeah. You're such a pretty little white dog. I'm like, white dog? Oh. So I type it in. Huh. Available. The rest wow. is history. So we got Cammy, our mascot, yeah. which we lost her, I think, about two years ago. Uh-huh. She was 14. Uh, and so Cammy was our mascot. There was an original white dog. And Lonnie, our uh, artist, uh, her name is Lonnie Carr. She goes by the nickname the Whiskey Ginger. That's her trade name. Okay. And she does amazing artwork. She does nice stuff. So uh, the logos, super clean, right? Yes. And so she knows how to 
Is it going to look good embroidered? Is it going to look good as an app button? You know, yeah. she's thinking about all those things. Mm. And so her design work uh, in the initial stages were awesome. Yeah. The uh, part of our our original can labels uh, were pinup girls. And they all had a girl with a dog. Hmm. And those are all girls that we actually know. Okay. And Lonnie would go out and do a photo shoot with the girls and the dogs and then go back and do the pinup illustrations. Huh. So there's actual stories and people behind all oh, that. I love that. I love uh, that's really cool. We, we still keep the pinup girls and do the, uh, well, we have pinup guys too. Our New England Hazy has a, mm-hmm. has a guy on it. And we still keep those, that artwork. Uh, we've shifted away for marketing and our 10 tackers and things like that. We've shifted away from that artwork on our can labels. Uh, one, it was just very difficult. Well, one, when we did it, can labels were fairly simple at the time. And so by having the artwork, mm-hmm. they stood out on the shelf. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, six, eight years later, things are very busy. Artwork has gotten more complicated. They kind of blended in. So we did a rebrand and went to very simple, clean, old school looking labels Mm -hmm. that now pop out because everything else is so complicated. That's That's a good idea. Uh, The other thing is that the artwork took a lot of time, Mm -hmm. right? And so for Lonnie to come up with a new can label every time we wanted to do something, it was expensive, took a lot of time. Sure. uh, And getting those those labels printed was more expensive because they were full color yes. mm-hmm. labels. And so that was all kind of went into it is with the rebranding. It was stood out more, easy to do, a little bit cheaper. We could rotate a lot faster because yeah. all we do is change a color, change the name, and we can flip it. Our labels all meld. They work together, so they look really cool yeah, when you do. get a bunch of cans sitting together. So that's why we've gone away from the pinup. Yeah. On the cans, but we love them on the ten tackers mm-hmm. and for marketing and yeah, advertising so stuff. Neat. Gosh, we could talk to Dan for I hours know. about about beer and about what they're doing. Yeah. Really quick though, um, since you are in Caldwell, what are some things that you guys do at your brewery to get involved in the community or have the community get involved with you guys right now or what you might do be doing in the future? Yeah, so part of it's just getting our feet on the ground. <laughs> yes. I mean yeah. being out there for two, three months. Uh but it's definitely we've tried we you know, been talking a lot with Indian Creek Plaza mm-hmm. about, you know, events that are going on out there, how we can participate and how we can help with that. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna, we've are we started working with the city on getting outdoor patio seating. And that was one of the reasons why we're on the backside yeah, on the river great. is we wanted people yeah. to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not necessarily on the front. It's a great scene out there. Are. Uh, Tuesday nights, we do trivia. I've heard those. We haven't been yet, but we've heard they're so fun. Trivia is packed. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to do it, yeah, first game's at 6.30. Get there yes. early to grab a table because yeah. it's packed. Which, so cool. And it's it's just, it's really fun seeing so yeah. many regulars too. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the more we're out there and the more we learn about the community and, you know, be involved. Uh, I've been lovely hollow. I mm-hmm. love the flower yes. farm out there. So I've been helping her a bunch cool. going out and serving We'll be getting involved more and Great. more this year and throughout the summer, mm-hmm. uh, just helping out, getting more involved with the community and yeah. more we find out. So cool. for sure. Well, cool. we're I can I yes. can speak on behalf of beer lovers in Caldwell and people in Caldwell. We're glad you're in the community. Yes. Yeah. That's what we've heard. It's just the response from the community has been amazing. Yeah. We love it. It's such a small town feel. Mm-hmm. We love when people walk in 
they look around and they wave to three or four other tables yeah, before they sit down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it's, we just love that. It's, yeah. it's fun to be a part of that. Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Well, Dan Jordan is co-owner of White Dog Brewery, and we're just we're just grateful you're in Caldwell. We're grateful for what you're doing in the community, and uh, we thank you for joining the podcast. Today. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, guys. Me. Yep. Yes. All right. See you later. Thanks for joining us on the iHeart2C podcast. Do you know someone or something that we should highlight? Would you like to get the word out about your business? Send us a message at podcast at iheart2c.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at iheart2c. If you like the podcast and are listening on Apple, make sure to leave a review. Until next time, keep it local and keep supporting Canyon County.